Jr. I am your revival host, and I'm so excited to welcome you to the third night of our quarantine. So very much for tuning in. I want you to come on in, make yourself comfortable, press that share button so that we can make sure everyone is aware that this live stream is happening right now. Press that share button right now so that people can know that God is moving and doing great things here at the quarantine revival. We also, like we do each night, want to encourage you to in the comment section, let us know where you're tuning in from. Where are my West Coast folk at? Everybody on the West Coast, let me know where you're tuning in. Are you in Cali? Where are you in Oregon? Are you in, I don't know where you are. Just let us know, West Coast folk. And then what about people from the North? Where's the North at? I need y'all to tell me where you are tuning in from. What about the East Coast? If you're tuning in from the East Coast, make sure that you let us know by putting that in the comment section. Where are you? streaming this program and then of course the south where my south people at we need to let this world know that we are in the place and that we are tuning in and worshiping with the quarantine moving forward revival what about those who are not in this country if you're tuning in from a different country we definitely need to know that so that we can interact with you and say thank you so much for tuning in now at this time i want to just remind those of you who were here with me on the launch night. Where are my launch night people at? You were here at our launch night on Sunday night, then you heard that powerful message from Pastor Rashad Burden. Pastor Burden reminded us that no matter what condition we find ourselves in, God, as long as we're in that, find us and then meet our need. That was a powerful reminder that no matter what this COVID-19 situation might throw our way, God knows where we are. And God is going to help minister to us in that place of need. We then last night, where are my people who were here last night? We heard from Pastor Richard Martin that we can trust God in transition for three reasons. Number one, we can trust God in transition because God provides advanced preparation. We can also trust God in transition because God practices adaptive leadership. And finally, we can trust God in transition because God provides accelerated progress. What a powerful word. We thank Pastor Martin so very much for preaching that message to us. We learned that we can trust God in the middle of this pandemic. Everything is changing around us, but God can take good care of us. And we're going to hold on to his unchanging hand. Tonight we have Pastor Laurent Grosvenor, who is here to deliver a power-packed message. Pastor Grosvenor, many of you already know because you've heard him preach messages that have been life-changing. And I just want to introduce him to those of you who maybe have never heard him or met him. I need to know that you are in for a treat. Pastor Grosvenor was born in Manchester, England. He began preaching at the early age of nine years old. He got his undergrad degree over there at Oakwood University, my alma mater. And then he went up to Andrews University where he got his Master's of Divinity degree. He then pastored in Alabama for a couple of years, then moved over to Texas where he is currently pastoring in Austin.
Austin, Texas. I want you to know that he is a member of the Alpha Phi Alpha fraternity. And interestingly enough, he's also the pastor of the Alpha Seventh-day Adventist Church. So he's a member of the Alpha Phi Alpha fraternity, and he is the pastor of Alpha Seventh-day Adventist Church. He is a good friend of mine. He's down to earth. He loves to have a good time, but he's very serious about ministry, and he is gifted when it comes to declaring the power-packed word of God. So tonight, we are excited to have you with us, Pastor Laurent Grosvenor. Thank you so very much for taking this time to deliver this message to us. And we also tonight have Tim Timmons, who's going to be leading us in our song of worship, our song of preparation before we hear the word of God. We have an awesome opportunity here to partner with each other and with God in helping meet the needs of some families who are in financial crisis. Each night, we want to give you the chance to plant a seed by sending some resources, some money via cash app to the money sign, the quarantine revival. Again, that is the money sign, the quarantine revival. And if you are a family who's in financial crisis, if you're struggling right now and you need some assistance and some help, we want to do our part. So please reach out to us by sending us a private message to the quarantine revival Facebook page. And we will do our part in trying to help push you through. And if you know of a family, please also let us know so that we can send the money that is being sent to this cash app to these individuals so that we can help them in this time of need. All of the proceeds that go to the money sign, the quarantine revival will be used to help families who are in need. At this time, we're about to approach the throne of God through prayer. So I'm asking that you would please position yourself in some position of respect as we seek to go to the throne. We have with us tonight, Dr. James Doggett, senior father, who's going to be praying that prayer of intercession. We thank Dr. Doggett for joining us tonight. Tomorrow night is when he's going to be delivering the power pack word of God. So you get a chance to see him in preparation for tomorrow night's experience. So Dr. Doggett, if you don't mind, please take us to the throne in prayer right here. Thank you so very much for being with us. Let's pray. Father in heaven, we thank you so much for the privilege of prayer. Tonight, we take license to come to your very throne of grace with expectation that indeed you are going to hear and provide the help that you promised in our time of need. We are grateful that on tonight, this quarantine revival is going to a new height. We are glad that indeed you have shown yourself to be strong these previous nights, but Lord, we come with expectation that tonight you will take us high. We in fact are in need and that's why we come to your throne and we know we can't solve our problems. There is a disease in the land and, and we know that it is beyond our capability to fix what is wrong. And so we ask you to please be the all wise God that you are and with your sovereign hand, reach into our situation and do what needs to be done to make all of the adjustments so that Satan won't win. We're asking, oh God, that you would do what you promised that you would do. When you said that you can take stuff that's bad and you can still pull good out of it, all things you said, work together for the good of those who love the Lord. We love you, Lord, and we're asking that you would please bring good out of this. May souls be saved. May the attention of sleeping saints be, be, be focused as a result of this pandemic. Oh God, would you please have your way even in the midst of trouble. 
tonight we're asking that you would take the singer, Minister Timmons, and use him in an unusual way. We ask you to take the preacher, Laurent Grosner, who is a talented preacher and a person who is well-equipped to deliver the word and, and has committed his life to you. Tonight, use him in a divine way so that there can be no credit given to human sources. Please have your way this night and lift us with your word. Change us with your word. Encourage us with your word. Oh, God, may the changes that are made in our lives tonight and, and may the decisions that we make be eternal. May they stand the test of time. God bless those who have suffered because of the pandemic. Heal those who are sick. Go to hospital rooms and into homes and have your way. For those who have not contracted the virus, keep them safe. For those who have lost loved ones, be the comforter. God, we just ask that you would win at the end of the day. God. That it would be turned around in such a way that the devil knows he utterly failed. Now, God, as we await your word, we ask you to please give us a godly focus. And may we walk away from this experience tonight certain and sure that you had your way. We thank you for the visionary of this event. Continue to bless him and keep him and fill him with your spirit in Jesus' name. Amen. spoke a word, you were singing over me. You have been so good to me. Before I took a breath, you breathed your life in me. You've been so, so kind to me. Oh, the overwhelming and unending reckless love of God. Holy faith is found. I couldn't earn it. I don't deserve it, still you give yourself away. Oh, the overwhelming and for me. Mm -hmm. You have 
been so, so kind to me. Oh, the overwhelming, never-ending roughness of love of God. Oh, it chases me down, flies till I'm found, leaves the night I couldn't earn it, I don't deserve it, still you give yourself away. Oh, the overwhelming, never-ending reckless love this time we are going to turn the floor over to Pastor Grovner. We're so appreciative that you are here with us tonight. Um, I want to just encourage everybody who's watching right now, if you don't mind, I want you to engage as the word of God is being preached tonight. I want you to, in the comment section, put your amens, put the raising of hands, click that like button, click the share button as Pastor Grovner takes us to the throne and issues and, uh, and ushers us into God's presence. Thank you so very much, Pastor, again, for being here. The floor is now yours. Well, thank you so much, Pastor JD, for the gracious invitation. Um, 
back 13 years ago when we met uh, in the convention hall in, I think it was Lexington, Kentucky. I knew from then when I met you and your then girlfriend, Demia, um, I knew we'd be friends for life. And uh, how honored I am to be here sharing with all these powerful preachers that have come already and that are coming. And then to, as Pastor Burden described, the sensei, uh, Dr. James Richard Doggett Sr., we do especially honor him. I want to get straight into the word on today um, in this season of coronavirus. I want to call your prayerful attention to an out-of-season passage that I think has some in-season relevance. Uh, Matthew chapter 1, go to the Gospel of Matthew, Matthew chapter 1, and I, I want to begin at verse 18. Matthew chapter 1, beginning at verse 18. I'm reading from the New King James Version. Uh, let's check out what the Bible says together. Now, the birth of Jesus Christ was as follows. After his mother, Mary, was betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Spirit. Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man, and not wanting to make her a public example, was minded to put her away secretly. But while he thought about these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take to you Mary, your wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. And she will bring forth a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. So all this was done that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the Lord through the prophet saying, behold, the virgin shall be with child and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which is translated God with us. Then Joseph being aroused from sleep, did as the angel of the Lord commanded him and took to him his wife and did not know her till she had brought forth her firstborn son and he called his name Jesus. I know you're thinking it ain't Christmas, it's not Advent. Uh, why is Pastor Grover talking about this passage? I know it's out of season, but, but, but considering it's in-season relevance, I wanna talk today on God's perfect bad timing. God's perfect bad timing. Let's pray together. God, be with us as we walk this journey. Leave us not to walk alone. In Jesus' name, amen. God's perfect bad timing. In 1932, uh, Ray Gibson and Claude Banks are two New Yorkers from two different worlds. At the Mississippi State Penitentiary, elderly convict Willie Lang attends the burial of two friends and fellow inmates who recently died in an infirmary fire. As two younger inmates begin digging their graves, Willie begins to recount the life story of his deceased friends, Ray and Claude. Ray Gibson, played by Eddie Murphy. Claude Banks, played by Martin Lawrence. Two New Yorkers from two different worlds. Ray is a small-time hustler and a petty thief, and Claude has just been accepted for a job as a bank teller at First Federal in Manhattan. One evening, they're both at a club called Spanky's when Ray picks Claude as his mark to pickpocket. After a meeting in the bathroom, they both end up in bad graces of the club's owner, Spanky. Ray, needing money, bets his father's prized pocket watch and ends up losing the game and the watch to Winston Hancock. Dejected, ticked off, Ray soon realizes the game was fixed 
after discovering a waitress had helped Winston Hancock win the game. Outside of the bar, Hancock is shot and killed by the town's sheriff, who frames Ray and Claude for the murder. A short time later, they go to trial, they're convicted, and they're sentenced to not one year, not five years, not 10 years, but they are sentenced to, y'all say it with me, y'all know the movie, they are sentenced to life in prison. They're in prison for something they did not do. They were in the wrong place at the wrong time. Have you ever been in the wrong place? Have you ever run up on a case of having bad timing? You know, whenever we talk about God and theology and the umbrella of God's supremacy and superintendency, we also deal with timing. We understand that God's time is not our time and his ways are not our ways. And the frustrating challenge for all of us is that sometimes God's time is in competition with our time. There are two words in the Bible that deal with time. There's chronos. Chronos refers to time that can be measured in seconds, hours, minutes, days, weeks, January, February, March, one o'clock, two o'clock, three o'clock, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. But then there's another word called kairos. And kairos is not one o'clock, two o'clock, three o'clock, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. No, kairos is whenever God decides. And the challenge that you and I bump up on every now and then is sometimes that God's good kairos at first seems to be our bad chronos. God does some things in our lives that, in our opinion, isn't always the best of timing for us. And if you understand that, and if you can identify that with that, and if you can feel that, then you're already on the treadmill of the text. Because this is where we find this pivotal personality of this particular passage, Brother Joseph. If I was Joseph, I'd be screaming out to God, why me? Why now? This is bad timing. And what I want to wrestle with for literally the next 20 minutes is the emotional disposition and the mature response that Joseph has toward, for all intents and purposes, God's perfect bad timing. Perhaps you know the story. Joseph comes from a great lineage, and now Joseph and Mary, text says they are engaged. And while they're engaged, preparing mentally, socially, financially, collectively, individually for the wedding, the Bible says that Mary is found with child. Who found her? I don't know. How she found out? I wouldn't like to say. But evidently, she has a special fetus inside of her. This fetus has hands like every other fetus. It has uh, it's 10 fingers and 10 toes like every other fetus. It is tied to its mother by an umbilical cord like every other fetus. It has a nose, ears, mouth like every other fetus. But while this fetus is so much like every other fetus, at the same time, it is nothing like any other fetus. Something special is inside of Mary. But Joseph knows he has nothing to do with the origin or the inception of what's inside of Mary. So this is horrendous timing. And so Joseph, not wanting to embarrass Mary, was just going to call off the wedding. Uh, but after some time, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph. Can I put a parenthetical pit stop right here? I'm glad, y'all, that angels are real. One author says that while we are sleeping, a guardian angel is appointed to every follower of Jesus Christ to shield us from the power of the wicked one. 
essentially what the author is saying is that the devil tries at night to take you out, to take your children out, to take your parents out, to take your grandparents out, to take your cousins out. But an angel of light stands there over your head while you are asleep, perhaps in beds you should not be sleeping in. An angel of light stands there at night saying to an angel of darkness, not tonight. It shall not be so. Perhaps that's why that old choir sang all night and all day. I got angels watching over me. I may not see the angel, but praise God, the angel sees me. And so an angel shows up and sees Joseph, has some words with him. And Joseph proceeds to do as he's been admonished to do. And he marries Sister Mary. And so while all this is going on, we, we talk about Jesus. We celebrate uh, Mary. But we often forget about the tecton, the carpenter, this blue collar worker, Joseph. We don't talk much about Joseph, maybe because he fades from the biblical canvas pretty early. But can I suggest uh, we have not valued our men? You, you, you want to know why so many men don't go to church? It's because we have been so intentional as a church at being patriarchal. And we've been so unintentional and woeful in reaching men and we have diluted religion and we've tried to weaken and castrate Jesus. And so we are losing our men to the nation of Islam. We're losing our men to black Hebrew Israelites because the church has stopped speaking to men. But here in our text, this man, Joseph, handles his business because a real man can handle his business even when it's bad timing. And so the question I'd like to ask on tonight is, how does Joseph handle God's perfect bad timing? Well, can I turn the diamond some? Uh, 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 on this first turn of the diamond, we see that Joseph has a real relationship with God. Joseph takes seriously his relationship with God. Matthew tells us that Joseph was a righteous man. Joseph was a righteous man. He values holiness because uh, you have to understand and we have to understand that a relationship with God is more than going to church, more than singing a few songs, more than saying a prayer. What a relationship with God means is that we are receiving communication from God about himself. That's revelation. We are receiving communication from God about ourselves. That's self-actualization. And we are receiving communication from God about other people. That's discernment. God speaks to us clearly in order to draw us closer to him and push us further away from anything that is not like him. J Joseph was a righteous man. He was concerned with hearing God's voice, discerning what God was disseminating. He was righteous and just, the text says, and so not wishing to subject the woman he loved to public shame, he made up his mind that he was going to terminate this engagement secretly. Can you imagine Joseph, a righteous man, as he lay in bed at night thinking about he, how he would have to go through this grievous task? This is a classic case of theodicy. Why do bad things happen to good people? He feels like a woman he loves has betrayed him. Have you ever lay in bed at night and had so many thoughts in your head that you felt sick to your stomach? Joseph had nuts in his stomach until he eventually fell asleep 
from exhaustion. I'll never forget, I went through a difficult time some time ago and I just needed to get away for a couple of days. And so I took a solo trip to San Juan, Puerto Rico. I woke up that morning. I said, man, listen, I'm getting away for a couple of days. I'm going to book me a trip, leave tomorrow, go to San Juan, Puerto Rico. And so my first night in San Juan, I didn't want to go on the beach. I didn't want to do anything. I just wanted to climb into the bed and just spend some time reflecting on what's going, what was going on in my life. And uh, I heard God speak to me very clearly. God said to me, Laurent, while you can't figure it out down here, I'm working it out on your behalf up here. Oh, come on. You ought to praise God tonight that while you can't figure it out down here on the terrestrial, God is already working it out up there in the celestial. And God has the ability to transmit celestial solutions to terrestrial situations. Come on, I, I don't have to repeatedly do crazy stuff to get human attention, to medicate the issues in my origin and the issues in my life because God is sending a solution my way. I, I, I don't have to cuss you out because God is sending a solution. I don't got to slash your tires because God is sending a solution. I don't have to write calculated and well-timed Facebook posts or Instagram posts because God is sending a solution. I don't got to cut you off because God is sending a solution. And because a solution is coming my way, not because of how good I am or how perfect you are, but a solution is coming our way because we have a real relationship with God. Now, my relationship with God may not look like your relationship with God. And your relationship with God might not look like my relationship with God. So stop making your relationship with God the standard and the benchmark for other people's relationship with God. The challenge for Joseph was, how do I explain this? Now, this conception is a problem. It, it's bad timing because Joseph is trying to live right. He ain't trying to shack up. He doesn't think that he can raise, however, another man's child. But Joseph didn't know. This wasn't just another man's child. This was God's child. Can I speak a quick word to blended families? Um, life doesn't always play out how we plan it out. And sometimes after life has taken you where it has taken you, on the other side of pain, struggles, tears, relief, and perhaps even divorce, sometimes children that were born and birthed in one season are now brought into another season. And the challenge that faces the mature woman or the mature man is that you see the child not as baggage, but as a blessing. And that God is putting that child in your life so that you can be an additional example of what a real woman should be, of what a real man should be. Do I have a witness in the cyber sanctuary tonight? I called a buddy of mine. He, he, he's out there in California, in the southeastern California area. And I was trying to get some help on, on crafting uh, this understanding of blended families uh, because he was married before. Um, he, had, uh, he has three children from his first wife. He's now happily married uh, to somebody else. And uh, I, 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 asked, I asked my friend, I said, what is the greatest challenge of your children leaving their home on the East Coast and coming to spend time with you on the West Coast? And my buddy said to me, he said, Laurent, the biggest challenge is the principles I try and teach them in my home sometimes contradict principles they're being taught in the home where they live with their mother 
and their uh, stepfather. And so I said, wow, this is amazing. And, and this, is why, this is why Joseph is so important in this text, because Joseph is as important as Mary in this narrative. Here it is. Make sure you write this down, because God would never entrust his only begotten son to the home of a man whose lifestyle was anti-God. Lord, have mercy. This is why Joseph's relationship with God is paramount. And so in dealing with God's perfect bad timing, uh, we see that Joseph has a relationship with God. But let me turn this diamond for the second and the final time. Uh, not only does he have a relationship with God, but Joseph takes time to think. Someone shall take time to think. Verse 20 of our text of Matthew 1, it says, while he thought about these things, an angel of the Lord appeared to him. Joseph evidently was not a brash man. He did not make quick linear decisions. No, he took some time to think. Can I tell you tonight, successful people, which all of you are, successful people are not doers to a greater degree than they are thinkers. You ought never do, do, do without think, think, think. I told my church here in Austin recently that the more you do and the more successful you are in life, it requires you to understand the ebb and the flow, the tension and the release, the in and out of flux that comes with the vicissitudes or the negative changes in your life. Therefore, in order to be successful in your doing, you've got to be faithful and prudent in your thinking. Because here's the reason why I say this. Um, you need clarity for the steps ahead. Uh, this journey that we are on, especially in this coronavirus season, this journey that we are on requires us to do some pivoting, to do some shifting. And pivoting and shifting, shifting and pivoting requires us to be critical thinkers, to pay attention to context clues. Brian Scudamore, the founder and CEO of O2E Brands, which includes home service companies like 1-800-GOT-JUNK, he said this. He said, it might sound funny, but I consider a day I spend doing absolutely nothing as one of my biggest entrepreneurial moments. He said that in 1998, he went up to his family cabin alone with nothing to do on his list, but just think. And he said it changed the course of his business forever. He said he left the cabin with a painted picture, a game plan for his company, and that big picture goal would have never come together had he had not made the specific choice to disconnect, to steal away, to go find a place of quiet rest and think through some stuff. You, you've got to take some time to think. You've got to capitalize on your commute. When you, we go back to work after this pandemic, you've got to capitalize on your commute. Uh, so instead of listening to the Steve Harvey morning show and listening to nephew Tommy and all, and all of them, sometimes turn the radio off, turn CNN off, turn NMSNBC off. Don't take any phone calls and spend some time thinking. Don't feel that you have to answer everybody's question. And please don't feel like you have to answer 
everybody's question right now. It's okay for you to take some time to think. In fact, if we're honest tonight, thinking has made all of us avoid some snake pits. Thinking has made all of us avoid some traps. Thinking has helped all of us avoid some destructive behavior and destructive relationships. Joseph was a thinker and this bad timing situation required some thought time. And as he was thinking, he went to sleep. And as he was sleeping, an angel comes to minister to him. But don't miss this salient point here tonight because an angel of the Lord tells Joseph, don't be afraid to take Mary to be your wife. Here it is. Because that which is in her is of the Holy Ghost. Now, now Joseph has to understand and be made aware by the angel. Here it is. This, 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 this blew my mind when I, when, I, when I came across this. Joseph has to be made aware this is going to liberate some of y'all, I'm telling you. Joseph has to be made aware that he doesn't have the full story. And you cannot make a good decision with bad information. You do know, don't you, that there are four sides to every story. Um, there's person A's side. There's person B's side. There's what the street committee is saying. And then there's the truth. Uh, Mary would say, Mary, person A, Mary would say, I don't know. It's not what it looks like. Person B, Joseph would say, well, she's done met another man. The street committee, we know all, all these preachers that are preaching this week, we all familiar with the street committee. We've all been a victim at some point in our lives of the street committee. All the preachers that have come in over the next couple of weeks, we all know about the street committee. Uh, the street committee would say, well, uh, Joseph ain't treating her right because women don't just do that if uh, their man ain't treating them right. Uh, uh, so person A says this, person B says this, street committee says this, but then there's the truth. And an angel gives Joseph the truth. Do you know why an angel gives Joseph the truth? Because God still speaks to us in our uncertain days. And when God reveals truth to you, at some point, write this down, when God reveals truth to you, at some point, You've got to stop praying for clarity and start praying for courage. Joseph has a relationship with God. He, he, he takes time to think. This is, this is bad timing for Joseph. But understand, God can turn what is bad timing for you into good timing for his glory. In fact, you, you ought to thank God that although it was bad timing, God still kept you. God still blessed you. And he still blessed people through you. A ain't that good news? God still speaks in our uncertain days. Just because it looks like bad timing, it might actually be perfect timing. I close with this. In 1999, many years ago, um, I was sat at home uh, in England. Uh, most of you know I'm from Manchester, England. And so I sat at home in England and I was supporting my team that night. It was a Wednesday night in 1999, one of those Wednesdays in May. And I was supporting my team, Manchester United. And that night they were playing a team in Germany, uh, from Germany, by the name of Bayern Munich. Uh, they were playing in the Champions League Cup final. 
Now, Manchester United had already won two major trophies that year. And so if they won this game, this was going to be a treble season for Manchester United. I mean, everybody in the country of England who liked soccer was watching this game. Some were watching to see Manchester United win and some were watching to see Manchester United lose. And so this game begins. They're playing at the New Camps Football Soccer Stadium in Barcelona in front of 90 thousand people. I mean, you can go to YouTube right now and you can watch this game. You can see the highlights of this game. Manchester United, my team, we had a couple of injuries that left out our two best midfielders. And so six minutes into the match, uh, six minutes, it wasn't that long, six minutes into the match, Bayern Munich scored a goal from a free kick. That's an early goal for the opposition. That's bad timing. And it remained one goal to zero at the end of the first half of the allotted time. Time was running out. We're in the second half now. The second 45 minutes had begun and nobody was scoring. Both teams had chances to score. There was smoke, but there was no fire. 90 minutes of time had been completed and all of us who support Manchester United, we were dejected, we were disappointed. We've come this far to lose this game now. And after 90 minutes the game is supposed to be over but in what we call football and most of y'all call soccer in soccer there's something called injury time and injury time is anywhere from one to about six minutes of time added on to account for stoppages in the regular flow of 90 minutes of time it was indicated by the referee that there will be three minutes of injury time. I mean, we hadn't scored in 90 minutes, and now all we had was three minutes to win the game. I mean, we were we were dejected, we were disappointed, but then it seemed like Manchester United were on a quick spree. Manchester United, they won a corner kick, and they scored. We scored from that corner kick at 90 minutes and 36 seconds. The score was 1-1. I mean, I was shouting in my living room like it was like it was a church day. Why? Because the scoreline was 1-1. And if at the end of these three minutes, the scoreline was 1-1, that would mean we'd go into extra time. Y'all know about extra time. Well, Manchester United, before extra time, in injury time, we won another corner. And the current manager today, I'm talking about today, the current manager of Manchester United, his name is Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. He scored a goal on 92 minutes and 17 seconds of time. I mean, it was electric. It was crazy. We were losing our minds. The two men, here it is, the two men that scored, they did not even start the game. They came on as substitutes, but they both scored and the whole team won the prize. Come here, let me help you a little bit. Jesus did not start on earth. We were down here in the game losing. We were down here in the game struggling. We had no direction. We were lost. We were tired. We were sinful. We were hopeless. We were faithless. We were undone. We were wretched. We were poor, miserable, blind, and naked. But he comes on the field of earth, and he comes on as a substitute at the appointed time. And at the appointed time, when the set time had fully come, God sent God sent his son born of a woman and this son born of a woman wins the game for us and gives us the victory. I close when I tell you this, God sent his son. They called him Jesus 
He came to love, heal, and forgive. He lived and died to buy my pardon. And an empty grave is there to prove my Savior lives. You ought to get strength from this hymn today. Because he lives, yes, sir, I can face tomorrow, even in this coronavirus, because he lives. All my fears, all my doubts, all my trepidation, all my anxieties, all my insecurities are gone. Because I know he holds the future, my life is worth the living. Your life is worth the living. Our life is worth the living just because he lives. It may seem like bad timing, but can I tell you, God is working it out for our good. He's working it out on our behalf. And she will bring forth a son. And you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people. Let me say that again. Y'all, 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 y'all get this. And she will bring forth a son. And you, Joseph, shall call his name Jesus, for he, yes, sir will save his people. That's you and I, y'all. He'll save his people from their sins. Can I tell you, God's got some perfect bad timing. But can I tell you that what's bad for us is perfect for God. And if it's perfect for God, I'll take it, I'll receive it, I'll store it, I'll walk in it because I know that God is Turn around for me. The sooner or later, it's working in my favor. He's turning it around for me. Don't don't get don't get so so you know don't get so mad in this coronavirus season. But open up your eyes and look at what God is showing you. Look at what God is revealing to you. Please look at what God is trying to teach you. Look at what God is blessing you with even in the midst of this quarantine let's pray real quick god we thank you for this word tonight that reminds us that your time is not our time but tonight we submit our desires and our plans to you because we know that our times are in your hands keep us faithful Keep our hand on the plow, for whoever puts their hands at the plow and turns back isn't worthy of the kingdom. God, we thank you for everything you've put in us, everything you've destined us to be, everything you've called us to and you've called us out of. And we ask tonight that we will sink our time, sink our clock, sink our pocket watch, to your divine time. In your time, in your time, you make all things beautiful in your time. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen and amen. Thank you so much, Pastor Grove, for preaching that powerful word, God's timing. We received it with open hearts and open minds. And we, at this time, want to just say thank you for being such a faithful vessel of honor tonight and for inspiring and encouraging our hearts. Ladies and gentlemen, if you're watching this right now, I'm going to ask for you to just pause because I want to pray a special prayer of covering over Pastor Grosvenor 
that God will continue to use him in a mighty and marked way. Let's pray right here. Father in heaven, thank you for the man of God who preached this message. Thank you for every person who was tuning in and received it. I pray right now, Lord, that you would please cover him. As he's poured into us, I pray that you would pour back into him, that you would answer the prayers that he's praying in the, his prayer closet and th that you would turn his situation around so that you might get glory in every single thing that he goes through. Thank you for your divine timing. We love you, Lord. We celebrate you tonight. And we say thank you for revival that is taking place all over the world as a result of this benefit of technology. We love you. In Jesus' name, we pray this prayer. Amen. Let me just encourage all of you now who might be convicted because this word was so powerful and anointed and God has spoken to you. If you're in a place where you desire Bible study or maybe even you need to be baptized, I mentioned this yesterday, that I believe that as God uses these mighty men and women of God to preach and to usher us into his presence, that you're going to desire baptism. And if that is the case, if you wanna be baptized, we want to offer you the opportunity and we want you to reach out to us by sending us a private message through the Quarantine Revival Facebook page. Please let us know where you are and how we can assist you and help you. And you can be a part of a virtual baptism that will transpire before this revival concludes. We again celebrate the man of God tonight and we celebrate you for tuning in. At this particular time, we're going to now have our outro where you'll have some additional instructions. And again, we love you and we thank you so much, Pastor Grovner, for coming and sharing that powerful word. Bless you, ma'am. Thank you guys so much for tuning in tonight. We appreciate you, and we want to celebrate God for using his manservant, Pastor Laurent Grovner, for preaching that powerful, powerful message. At this time, I want to encourage you to press that share button before we leave so that everyone can know that the God we serve is good and they can participate in this worship experience as well. We also want to encourage you to join our QR challenge. The QR challenge is a commitment to being with us each night and inviting a friend to worship with you. Again, if you know of a family who's in financial crisis or you are in financial crisis, please reach out to us. We want you to send us a private message through the Facebook, the Quarantine Revival Facebook page, and we will be in touch with you. Thank you guys again for coming and tuning in. God bless you. Have an amazing evening.